Okay, we began the Sugim Lifneiver of feeding people food that you rely on and they don't, asking them to open bottle caps that you don't open and they do, and a host of other issues that are pretty far-reaching and come up quite frequently. So we saw the first Gemara. I'm going to show you three or four Marmachemis. I'm going to go back to the Rishonim on them to see whether the Rayas are Rayas. They stand up to the uh, scrutiny. And uh, for those of you listening, it's the Gemara and Sukkah on Yerba Beis, page one of this handout. And we saw the Gemara, just to uh, recap, Shaila was, if you have nice sukkah hanging from your schach and it's more than four tvachim, either ends more than four tvachim or <coughs> it starts more than four tvachim, and Rav Nachman holds it's irrelevant, four tvachim, six tvachim, eight tvachim, as long as you are in the sukkah and the schach somewhere above that tinfoil, it's okay, it's all bottled to the schach. We don't pass them like that. We pass them like Rav Chizda and Rabbi Baravuna, who are chilek, and they hold that the maximum is four. Again, the Machalik Zacharinim is at four, where it starts or where it ends. But they hold that it's not bottle at that point because it's too far and it's uh, not associated with the schach, even though it's hanging from the schach. Gemara tells a fascinating Maisa, Rav Nachman, who was the Rish Kalusa's son-in-law, is in charge of all the halachic aspects of running the house of the Rish Kalusa, and it was the regal. Many people were coming. He set up the sukkah and his bar palukta, Rav Chizda and Rabba Baravuna came and he put them in a sukkah where the nice sukkah was muflug. And he later asked them, were you chazer from Yoshita? And they said, no, we were not. And we didn't want to, well, this is my interpretation already. If they didn't want to Inconvenience of Nachman, they were all made like that way, and they technically were putter, so to cause uh, tsar or loss of time to people, not so pushed, if all things are equal, why not sleep in the sukkah? If they would have asked, he would have had the Avadim build one from scratch, but who knows, they got there at 11 o'clock at night and was inconvenient. Whatever reason, they said they had a tour, they were Shlucha Mitzvah, they were here on the mission of Hakbal Panei Rabban, who Reish Kalusa wasn't there Rebbe per se, but he was the leader of all the Yidin in Bavel. And Mamela, they came up to see him, and they were Potter. The Diak at face value sounds like, Rav Nachman assumes Dava Pasha, that they were Chazer, and he only asked them that the next morning or after dinner. He didn't ask them before he sent them to their lodging. It sounds like, if you read this quickly, maybe too quickly, it sounds like you're allowed to cause a quote-unquote michshol if you hold it's not a michshol and you're a baruch to hold like that, as was of Nachman. Talking about the, the three G'dayli Adar here. Among the five, among the ten, all preeminent place of their time, Rav Nachman was entitled to an opinion and perhaps he had no issue sending them to the sukkah that he held was kosher and he remembered from their machalikis that they held was puzzle. Of course, I'm emphasizing Rav Nachman was one of the preeminent place of his time, but Rav Nachman also knew that so was Rabbah and, uh, 
anybody he's having a machlekes with is going to be up there. So, assuming without taking sides who might be slightly bigger, they're all in the same league. So, we just beg the question, why would that not be Lifnever? It's very good that you're certainly, Rav Nachman's entitled to his opinion, and often we pass like him, but he also knows that they're entitled to their opinion. So why wouldn't it be Lefnever? Sounds like this from the Gemara, again, face value, that he had no problem putting them in the sukkah, and he was just going to see what happens, and when everything uh, settles down, he's very busy, he'll have a chance to talk and learn with them, and ask them if they were a chazer. So I'll let you think about that, because as I said, right now we're just going to see the few Gemaras that seem to indicate one direction or another, and then we'll see in the Rishayim that it's not so posh. Take a look at page three. The page two, actually. Let's go in order. I don't know why this is sort of stapled out of order. You can find page two. Gemara Nechulun Kuf Yedalaf Mabez. This is a very famous Gemara because this was the source of the big world crisis over the Strymel cookies, if you remember. I've had many crises, and this one was reported in the press. Fortunately, the press that reported in Kedak and Batuma don't know anything about the subject they're talking about. Um, by a certain paper that has to do with New York that thinks they're eminently fit to talk about world events. So now they're not eminently fit to talk about world events. They're not even fit to talk about Strymo cookies, which apparently is, uh, it is something that hangs Bumbashal Olympus is the Sugiyas. That makes it Choshev. So if you recall, many, many decades ago, and it's Chayzevanir every 10 years or so. And every time a child becomes of age in the firm community, that's one of the list of questions, along with his brachan sushi and many other such related things. And that is important. Pringles, you know, the usual. Uh, <laughs> Can I have uh, strimal cookies at my Fleisha Kasuda on Shabbos? So I always ask them, do you want to have it with the chont? They say, ugh, with the chont? I want to have it for dessert. So what they missed, Kedak and Batum, is the fact that uh, we try to avoid Steladur on Shabbos, but it's not Pasakum. Even if you make it on Pasakum the rest of the year, and uh, as I make it, once you have to go out of your way to find it, Shabbos Yantif. Not a good idea. So the shadows shouldn't come up, but of course, I can't expect them to know that. And it's not the kid's fault. And if you're out of town, and that's Zemashiyesh, and that's the Anishamas, then there's, a, there's what to discuss. It's not an absolute issue, it's on Hagat to be Makbit on Pas Yisrael. That's why we bake challah, by the way. One of the reasons besides doing the mitzvah yourself is to actually have Pas Yisrael. And the bread, as it still is in some parts of uh, Europe, was uh, like a group one item. They didn't put any tray of ingredients in. So they bought all their bread from the same place everybody else in the town bought their bread from, the generic baker. And Shabbos, there was an Indian to make your own challah because that bread wasn't Pas Yisrael necessarily. Interesting how these menhagim develop. There are a lot of other deep in Yanam, baking your own challah. And today, if that were the reason, then we don't have to bake our own challah because all the bakeries we have are from and are Yashan and, uh, and are Pas Yisrael. So interesting how that changed. So what... Oh, so yeah, you, uh, Baruch Hashem, are not from New York, so maybe uh, the tumble didn't reach you. <laughs> Shabbat cookies are uh, Stella Duro's uh, Swiss fudge cookies that have black in the middle and this thing around it resembling a strimal if you have a wild imagination. Uh, so, uh, 
It makes it sound more firm, but it's still Pasakum. Stellador is very Italian. And they always had a Shaila, whether it's Mocha Kakalim, this next Gemara. When you have not by not, and time by Nas and Tom, and it was made on Kalim, and the Kalim uh, were Benyam and not Benyam, you have to wait, can you eat it with Mochiks, you have to wait to eat the same meal, dessert, that whole you. So there are things, and the, the OU major cultural organizations years ago stopped putting a dairy equipment on it because everybody got confused because of the sugya. Because you have to know the sugya to know, does that mean it's milk? It's not milk. It's usually it means you just can't eat it together. So with that introduction, we're not going to go through the whole sugya. I just want to show you what's nagat to us here. Itmar, it's about, uh, well, it's the first wide line, Kofiud Alpha and Beis. Itmar, dogam sha'olu bukara, ravamar asa la'achlan bekutach. Kutuch is the classic milchik dish that was made of uh, milk and moldy bread. Why would you put moldy bread? That was the forerunner, I guess, of our yogurts. Yogurts also have active uh, cultures, sometimes not active, sometimes semi-active, but it's, um, it's a classic dish, but it was milchiks. And this dog, Mishalu Bukaro, is in a frying pan. What type of frying pan? So look at Rashi. Talk Mishalu Bukaro. Go straight across three lines down. It was very hot. You put it in a fleshika pan. So, dogim is the classic example of something that's parv. You just put it in a fleshika pan, cooked it, there's no fleshiks in there, but it was a fleshika pan, and now you want to have it with mochiks. Let's try cooking, Shiloh. If, if they made it on, uh, on the line and they made uh, cheese cookies beforehand, whatever mochiks they were making, and now you want to have it with chont, which most people don't want to have it mamish with. You have it after, it's uh, more calm. Again, we're not dealing with uh, that part of Lachalamaisa, but this shayla itself, eat it mamish with the kutach. Kutach was a dip, by the way. So dogim with a dip is exactly where this came up. Dogim is always bland, and you're always dipping it. So pick your, pick your sauce. Ravamar asa lachalamakutach, shmolamar mutu lachalamakutach. Rav Amar Asr, Naisin Tamhu, Shmuel Amamutar, Naisin Tam, Bar Naisin Tam, it's second generation Naisin Tam, because the fleshiks went into the skillet and then went out to the fish, and now you eat the fish and milchiks. So, how machmer were they on that second generation and not Barnat, as it's called, Naisin Tam, Bar Naisin Tam? It's Machlaikis, Rav, and Shmuel, and Shmuel held with Mutter. So, we pass like Rav, but you would think that. Shmuel held was mutters. The way we look at things, I mentioned this last week, say, well, Maslama Shmuel was Machmer for Rav. Those Chumras pass for us, no pun intended. We, we have Machlech Sachrein, we don't have a Paskin, so we're Machmer because uh, we're not clear in what the Psak is. Rav and Shmuel had a Machlech is more often than not. If Shmuel held was mutter, then he held was mutter, and he would tell people that. And there's also a Hedron binding anybody to a Psak. And uh, Shmuel was a byproduct of Rav, and he ate it himself. And that's the preface to the next Misa. Skip down five lines by the bracket. Rabelazar, Havi Kaim Kame Demar Shmuel. Rabelazar was serving Shmuel, one of his Rabbeim, and he brought him, Isa Kame Dogim Sha'ala Bukara, not surprising. He told Shmuel, this came out of that skillet. Uh, he said, why would somebody get into the Shaila? They didn't have 50 pots and pans like we have with a milky side of the thing and two dishwashers and two microwaves. And all that is a wonderful hederm, but they didn't have that. Uh, they look at the chuvas about glasses, which we don't do today. That people remember the grandmother still told them about it. But we have separate glasses of milk and fleshics. It gets very messy otherwise. But it's not that long ago that they didn't. 
and glass had a mila. It wasn't as porous. It wasn't porous at all. Those shaylas only came up. Can you imagine on Pesach using a chametz? <laughs> Sounds wild to us, but they didn't have any money. They didn't have any dishes. They didn't mass produce things. Um, therefore, they had to look at the actual din rather than just getting away from the shaylam. And wonderful, we have that luxury. Not a tine on them. So he served it. He told him about the uh, yichus of this fish and where it was fried. And he promptly went ahead and dipped it in kutach because he holds its mutter. And that's the dip that they were serving, and it tastes good. Yavle, so then, this is where it gets interesting, he handed some to his Talmud, Rabbi Lezer. He says, this is a good, and give the shamus, and he gave him some fish to dip in the kutach. Vlachol, and Rabbi didn't eat it. That's already interesting. It's not Maraloch me Rabbi, it's pretty clear from the next line of the Gemara that either his other Rebbe or Rebbe Muvik was, was Rav. He was hesitant to eat it. Shmuel, obviously by offering it, didn't realize he'd be hesitant, and he explains why. I gave it to your Rebbe, Rav, and now it's a problem of Ashtakal Maraloch, not Mifne Rabba, but like, don't worry, it's fine. Why aren't you eating? That's so what we're serving. Fish is pretty bland, and go ahead. And Rav is fine with it. Rabbi Lezer thought that triggered a lot of red flags. Rabbi Lezer was confused because he thought Rav Asard and Shmuel uh, always says things uh, accurately according to Shita, said, don't worry about it, which sounds like he held Rav as So he went to Rav. Doesn't say what he did here at the end, by the way. But that's not really important. Did he, in deference to Shmuel, maybe have to eat it? Shmuel told him, and he wouldn't be at fault if he did, even per what's going to happen the next line. So he went to Rav and he asked Rav, Will you chaser from your original position? Because the Sukhi started off that not by not, Rav holds his usher. Gives him a pretty clear answer. It's a pretty critical line for the sugya. He said, that the son, the descendant, the Zaire of Abba Ba'aba, and he gave a new appreciation, who is Shmuel's father. It's almost as good as Lahavda, who's buried in Grant's tomb, wherever that funny riddle came from. Lahavda, Shmuel's father in Shaz goes by Avud the Shmuel. He was a very great man, and he had Shmuel, but Shmuel, he's more famous, Abu the Shmuel. He's even this Gemara, what he held of Shmuel's father, that here he pins it, says, he was such a Heligat Tzaddik, his son would never feed me something that I wouldn't eat. Interesting expression. So, Abba Ba'aba is Abu the Shmuel. So, what does that mean? What happened over here? It did happen, didn't happen. So you look at Rashi, the first white line. Belazar was being Meshamish Shmuel, he was serving him. So already I'm, I'm emphasizing this because each Gemara has a raya for and against. It sounds like he wouldn't do this. Why? Because he was a big chassid. So what does that tell you? It tells you it's apelacha that you held like this and you feed it to somebody else. Not so bad. But I know Avud the Shmuel is a big tzaddik. 
him and his son, and nobody from the family would ever do that. Shmuel would never do that to me. You can bring it right, you see, it's also, he says, Chalila. Or you could say, Chalila, I know him. If it was clearly also Abidin, he wouldn't have to start quoting Yichus and what a tzaddik he was. He would say, he wouldn't do that. That's Usser, it's Lufnever. So I'm already just priming you for the, uh, for the debate. The last will I meet the last No, so what really happens? Rashi says, What does that mean? Vladam? didn't happen. So Shmuel obviously doesn't make things up. And it didn't happen either means he's claiming somebody could forget that it wasn't me, it was uh, one of the other Hashava colleagues, or I'm not aware that it happened, which means Shmuel might have served me thinking I was Chaser, and I ate it knowing that Shmuel wouldn't serve this to me because I argue, and there was a misunderstanding, and he didn't knowingly serve it to me, and I sitting there receiving it, knowingly eating it. That's not correct. So L'Hadam meaning as it said over as a riot that I was Chaser, it didn't happen. Whatever the case may be, Rav said, I wasn't Chaser, it's still Lusser, and you shouldn't eat it with Kutach. Okay, that's possibility number two. Go to page three. Gets even more fascinating. So we go from eating, from sukkah, be martial somebody and sleeping in the sukkah, they hold this puzzle, to eating, eating something they hold is to be treated as fleshics and shouldn't be dipped into kutach, and which is the most common, the food shilas are the most common. And Lamaisa, it's not, have friends over. You and I were discussing this on the way to the chasna, on the way back to the chasna. <laughs> the minig, depending who you're having over and who you're eating by, the minig is usually, if you have a good friend who trusts you, you don't tell him every time you serve a course. That, by the way, this is made up of that hechsher, the other hechsher, and a little bit, a little dash of that. That's not the common minig. I, it's interesting, when I used to uh, eat by my grandmother in Silver Spring, your hometown, speaking of which, picking on twice in the same shirt, you come more often. So uh, she had a habit of always um, like telling me about various hashem, which was like the first time, the second time, the fifth time, the tenth time. Somebody gets used to a habit for like 70 years. And she told me, I said, you don't have to, everything here is glad kosher, no, there's no shayla. <laughs> She said uh, the Rosh Hashiva was here of Aaron State for months at a time during the war years, during the Varatzali years. He said, when Rosh Hashiva was here, I made it a habit to tell him so he shouldn't be nervous. Because if Aaron's not going to eat anything unless you, uh, even after he was told, he probably didn't eat much. So she got used to it and she said, I just make a low plug. She didn't say it, but But she tells everybody, so it's a nice thing to do if the guest is nervous. So then it would be a nice thing to do, and especially if you see they're not eating much. That can be taken the wrong way because if you tell them, take some salad, said, I'm not a green guy. Then you tell them, take the salad, it's checked. That can get sticky because I can't say all the time, but if you would tell me that, then there was romaine lettuce, I'd probably go for the uh, chomp. <laughs> Only because I. <laughs> I, that's not worth it to me. Uh, doesn't mean it's usher. But to start, I, I have to start asking them, insulting them, how much is somebody I trust already for all the regular shame. You have to go out of your way to buy things without a good hechsher. If you live in a from community, there's plenty available. But I've got to start examining them by the light, with a light box, not by the light, how quickly, who, under what pressure. 
if it tells me it was uh, grown hydroponically, uh, that's not a shoo-in either. You have to know where it's coming from, and they have these, um, um, I don't know which company, it's a company in Alaska that made it big, but uh, because it was in Alaska, and they couldn't grow anything because it's freezing out there all year round. But there are a lot of companies that you can grow all these things in your living room, and they're supposed to be better with the bugs. Found out recently from somebody from the shear that uh, usually it is, but not always. You still gotta, still gotta check. Sometimes they get on anyway. I told about a fly that just landed on it. So, as a host, you want to raise the comfort level. You don't want to get into a whole back and forth every time where they're going to start insulting you either. And as a guest, you don't want to insult anybody because of your personal humors. I have a right to a lie. If they tell me they checked it, I don't really have to ask. So, that's really the Shiloh over here. They're making a call on what they want to trust in terms of Echsherim. And often, people go to Yisrael with Shemitah, and even before Shemitah, unless you know them well, you better find out either the easy way beforehand or the harder way once you find yourself there, because you can't assume there's so many different gradations. The question also is, do you really have to ask? If they're making a decision, they have what to rely on. Is that Levnever, if they hold this mutter? So it depends on their level of diktuk v'halacha and many other things that go into the... It's a... Even with this, so first we have to figure out how we paskin. Is it even mutter, even if you're a bar hachi, to paskin these things, to feed it to somebody who holds its usher? But you got to get there first. You're assuming they're a bar hachi and they know what the sugis are and what the um, coolers of a certain heksher are, and they don't disclose every one. But in Israel, when it comes to basic issues, Shemitah and Jumas Amaisers and things like that, sometimes it's obvious. That's why this comes up all the time. This next example so we have the sukkah, we have the food. The next example is marriage, which is the most complex, I would hope, the least nagea. When it comes up, it'll be a doozy. But <laughs> it's not my simple. If every time you go for lunch, um, and as you're sitting there, they read you a shidduch, and it's their daughter, and you want to start asking them, okay, any shash of stuki, um, sufi around here? Yeah. That would get you thrown out of the house pretty quickly. And the minig is, you certainly don't ask them. Beishamein Beishillel, Shamein Hill, and Beishamein Beishillel, more Beishamein Beishillel, had many mechlegesim. And this is in Yavamis, and they had many mechlegesim about things that involve yichus, that could involve an iser curry, could involve a status of whether she's an Eish whether she's a Tzara Zerva, how do you define the Tzara Zerva, and what are the parameters, and it can come out that you can have a very, very from young man, a young lady, in the community of Beishamai or the community of Beishelel, and to the leading communities, uh, they're the communities who got us the Messiah, Beisham Beishelel, and the numbering hundreds or thousands of families, and somebody wears a shidduch. Well, I can't think of a better shidduch. Mamish, The only small little problem is that according to Beishelel, this kid is a mamzer, mamzeris, and according to Beishamai, she's not. Besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play, as they say? So um, I said that over once, and somebody asked me which play. I said, forget it. Uh, <laughs> you'll explain it to them. Uh, do you have the... Uh... So uh, one of the historians over here will explain it. So that's a huge issue. That's not a Shiloh of Demai on a Shiloh of Trumas Amaisis, which is an issue, but 
So Shiloh of the Raisa is a serious curry. So how did they get around this? Did they get around it? So take a look at the middle of the Amad Yadalam Beis and Yavamas. Tashma. And it gives a whole list which we're not going to go through. It talks about Get uh, Yashon and Sveikas Mamish and Kedushin and Gitten. They're married, they're not married. That could produce uh, Mamzeris. These are very serious uh, Shailas. It should uh, be causing a lot of people to lose a little bit of sleep. Uh, don't wipe out the whole night because you've got to learn the next morning. But uh, what's going on in Eitz Yisrael day by day in the last couple of months? is no longer uh, just, just a Shemitah issue, which is a big issue, and just a Hetamachira issue, and this is a Shaila of the integrity of Mamzerus and Yichus and Yadus for all of Klai And the people who are from are um, going to be asking more questions, and the people coming in, it's, it's, a, it's an injustice to the innocent people who are trying to do things right and trusting that the government is going to set everything up for them. And they're just dismantling any type of safeguard. And it wasn't that great in the first place in terms of what they can really control, but they were trying. Now they're changing all the laws. And that's uh, going to the problems like this. And uh, it's a serious issue. We haven't had this, I don't think we had this ever. Here we had a Machlis Beisham Beis Hillel, but at least they're arguing at a sugya. So the Gemara wants to know, do they have to let each other know? Here there's no, nowadays there's no sugya. They just want to do away with any process for Kabbalah's mitzvahs, and for uh, they want to undo regular Gitten and Gedushin. It's a big problem. So, there are half a dozen examples here. Skip down to the next bracket. Despite all these machalikasim, and the real shash that it could come up, that somebody in the family is being read, and this particular shidduch is not fit to marry into the other family, even though internally in Beisha and Beisha, well, it's fine. So what they do? So even though this is a potential problem, that wonderful cheveshaf, and they still made many shidduchim across the lines, so to speak. That tremendous achdus. So right away, you're reading this Gemara. It sounds like some sort of chumrah. That even though they didn't really have to tell each other, and by not telling each other, if you're nervous about it, and you hold that, they have no right to do it, it's living evil, you're just nervous, not living evil, but you, according to your shita, she's a mamzer, mamzeris, that would cause not too many shaduchim to really go ahead, because you'd have to be worried that maybe they hold, sounds like from the Gemara, they hold the zochif to tell, but I hold his mutter. But that would cause... Certainly a, uh, a pause in the amount of shidduchim being read and the uh, timely fashion that it goes together because you'd have to investigate. The Gemara sounds like it was a chumrah that had extra achtus, and according to Pasuk for this, they had such ava and chiba that they volunteered the information. They said, you know, we have a wonderful young lady, really nice and average for Taylor. She fit great into your base little family. Just you should know, it's Tully in the, one of these uh, six or seven sugyas. So um, let's either agree and disagree and not read the Shidduch, or maybe you'll be Chazer. I'll be, let's, talk, let's discuss it. But they said it. The Shatchan called and said, This daughter is a great granddaughter of that Shidduch with the uh, Safaget over there, which was a big Machlaikis. It sounds like they only volunteered that Lachumra because Emes Fashalom Ahevo. Sounds like Baker Din, they could just marry them off and not say it. 
which would definitely trigger Basil Lambeshamai both being on guard, but that's not what we're focusing on now. We're focusing on is there a chiv to say it over? Beshamai had the right to pask on the Shiloh, Basil the right to pass on the Shiloh. And it sounds like the Gemara, they don't have to let the people know about the extra that you might not hold of and the sukkah you might not hold of and the mamzeris you might not hold of. And it sounds like you don't have to, and they did anyway. What does it say that? Which part? Well, the Gemara quotes this din. This Gemara should have been a lot shorter. It said that we have a number of sugyas in Yavamas and in Kedushin that are big machlegas and afkamina for an Ish. And therefore, the Messias was, whenever Shidduch was read, which based on the families was great, based on the level of Frumkai, but there was Lamna. By the way, she's a um, granddaughter or daughter of that Shaila. And the Gemara didn't, that would have been two lines. The Gemara said they were so nice, they told it, because the extra. Hitler they had a Beroma Chaveroi of their Chevroshaf and their Chesed. Sounds like they didn't have to do it. So, again, you read the Gemara quickly, it sounds like, of course they had to say something. The Gemara sounds like it's saying Fakert. It sounds like it's saying, make your thing, you don't have to say anything. But they did it anyway because they were so close, they wanted to bring it up. So, which way is it? And I'm just mentioning that had it been the other way, that they don't have to bring it up, and had they not felt this moral imperative to bring it up, there would have been very few shaduchim after a while because each side would have been nervous that they're not telling them something and they don't have a chiv to tell them and therefore I'm not going to get into it or I'm going to ask a lot of questions in which case if I ask, they can't lie. We're talking about, let me emphasize that, we're talking about whether there's a chiv to say. If you're sitting at the table, you say, which hechshi do you rely on? I'd like to know where this meat's from. You can't say, oh, I just learned the sugya. It's none of your business. Either you trust me or you don't. That's not the right answer. Somebody asks, the do they have to ask? And they have to be on guard for this. That's what we're discussing. We, we're not talking about lying. You can't say, based on my sheet, that's mutter, therefore it's none of your business. If you're asking, it's because you're Hillel and you want to know, I'm nervous about this Sarasarva and this get issue, what do we do? So you can't lie, and here they volunteered out of extra chesed. We're just talking about the shaitl in the middle. Do they have to say anything to make it right then? Not talking about being asked. That clear? So this Gemara is the third Gemara we have, and each Gemara so far, there's a, a Raya and a Kasha on the Raya, and, and the Raya is not going to be Mukhuch. There's um, just one line in, on page four, where you see already this is, we're going to do the Rishayim, Mr. Shem's time tomorrow night, so to, to whet your appetite, so I'm talking about food. This is a big issue, Al Piyalacha, and it's brought down in the Shach. And it's shot in the Ramah over here. Take a look, three lines down the Ramah in the middle. Mishanoi beis the davar iser, mikay shesev shadina hu hachi, amikay chumra, big nafkamina. And this is going to be part of asugya. Is you hold, you hold it. That's your anhaga, but it's a chumra, or you hold is really us. That's going to be big nafkamina. Whether you're allowed to serve it without saying something, the Ramah includes both over here. You're allowed to eat with other people who are serving whatever they're serving, but they don't have this chumra on this food item. They're certainly not going to feed you something that's also. So we didn't see the Rishonim yet in the Sukkot, but you see the Ramah is bring down the Lacha that you have to say something. And he even includes, you have to say something to somebody who really holds the and somebody who might hold the mutter, but just machmir. Includes both. And the shach, look at Bayes, Chaf um, actually, one, two, about 10, 15 lines from after the lines get wide. 
This sugya is lifneiver. So if I'm eating by somebody and they're from, they're not going to be machshul me. They know either I hold the sasser or I'm machmer. It puts both together. So part of the sugya is going to be that we divide up when there's a chiv, when there isn't. If it's just a chumr, if it's not, Ramah puts both levels together. Mitzvah we will start analyzing the gemaras tomorrow. No, so come on,